this is PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvumbi. Thank you for taking the time to listen to yet another episode. Granted, they came out late, but they're here now. And we are going to enjoy every second of them, are we not? And I wanted to make an episode this week that actually touched on something that has been really gnawing at me the last couple of days. And it actually has been gnawing at me since the beginning of the last month, the month of February. And it's something that I'm seeing frequently have a repeat or like a, like a refresher in the continent and it happens every so often. And the bigger uh, potential platforms of exposure for material created, the bigger concerns I tend to have. But first off, the housekeeping, let's make things clear. We have gigs happening this, this week and the thing I'm loving about the current uh, roster of events that I have, they're all happening the very first week of the month. And as has become very clear to very many of my friends, I am one who prefers to have all my events happen around a certain period so I can hibernate the remaining time and put creations together. Please know for a fact that there's never really a moment I'm free. I'm always on a path of greatness in regards to what I'm trying to achieve. And when I say greatness, I mean personal greatness. I want to see myself be so far into success that I can't help myself. And in my case, I have a 10-year plan for what I want to create. And there's a list of things I want to actually put together, but I can't really start jumping onto them until I finish that, which is right in front of me. It's my one of my biggest, I think, flaws. I can't multitask, especially when I'm trying to make a creation come to life. There's a tree I need to paint, and that tree is my main concern every time I came into the house. There are characters I need to make move in the office, and that's my main concern every time I walk into that office. There's a painting I'm also supposed to con- conceptually put together, and until those are taken care of, I am hard to find and hard to jump at other things. And again, it's not the friendliest part for venture capitalism, but I'm trying to find a balance therein and one of the conversations i had earlier this week was with a person who told me he hates the fact that he has to be his own cheerleader his own manager his own financier his own um, marketing team and still he has to find a way to make all that come to pass and be able to sustain having affection and being a passionate support system for a person who may not believe in themselves but you love them it's Let's just say we're going through the grinder right now. (laughs) We're all going through the grinder. And we're all trying to find a better sense of that which is responsibility. But on to the thing I wanted to touch on and why the visual I made of this looks a bit morbid. But here's the problem we're facing right now. In regards to those who generate stories, those who conceptually come up with ideas and sometimes choose to sit on those ideas information was always so hard to find i think for the guys who came before me as far as script writers story writers and uh animators and uh comic publishers most of us have never really had the chance to truly put ourselves out there and in many ways it sucks because the guys who come after those who have potential are people who hope to rob you blind and i'd like to believe most of these people come with it from a good place because i know for a fact in my in my respect my very first international job was probably working on tinga tinga tales and i have 
in my personal experience, I was handled well. I was taken care of the right way. And even after we parted ways, when the contract was completed, I was still in good in, in good uh, standing with the people who helped me learn how to animate and we're still friends to this day. I'm grateful for that. Other people may have different experiences, but I think that's upon them. My personal experience with these, with these great uh, animators and these great... Uh, property owners in regards to the, the intellectual property were very, very kind to to us. And a hand was extended for us to potentially work on other things together, but I didn't take into it because some of the guys who hoped to work with the guys who were creating those ideas were hoping to have a foot on their throat. And I've never liked that about most people who try to deal with, with creators. All the time when I think about people who want to work with people who make material come from their imagination, in many cases, most people want to have you in servitude. It constantly feels like Shawshank Redemption. I don't know why. It's as if there's a fear that people have where if a person becomes super successful with the craft that they create, they will forget where they came from and they will leave you behind after succeeding. And that paranoia ends up costing the person who wants to work with this creator because they are scared of the success that could come thereafter when I firmly believe, and I think I've been lucky in this particular regard as I've seen so far, that the people I've been able to actually find peace and work with all these years are people who they get where I'm coming from as they're learning how my world works and they're allowing me to learn how their world works they've made sure i was okay each person has a different journey and each person has a different way of translating uh say contracts trans translating um ventures and translating potential partnerships i still work off the lines of if you tell me you're going to fulfill certain lines and you maintain the lines you said you were going to fulfill without falling short in any way, shape, or form, then we have a clear understanding with one another and there'll never be a problem. However, if you say something and then you fall short of that which you said you would fulfill, and then you end up doing more to harm me than better me, then there we're going to fall short. In my case, again, I think I've been lucky. Everything a person said they're going to do for me, they've done and in some cases, they've gone above and beyond, even without me asking it. And that's when it comes; it becomes even more encouraging because they can see as they finally wrap their heads around what is being created, they, they better understand where my place is and where my heart is. And I am loyal to a fault as well. It's something I think me and most of my friends have and probably why we still remain friends to this day. I'm not so eager to try get myself into a position where I have these accolades and I'm always looked at as this limelight of celebrity. Celebrity is overrated. It's actually annoying because I'm seeing, I'm hearing stories of people actually taking themselves out because they're not able to sustain the facade and putting yourself in a position where you have to have a facade is sad in and of itself. And the reason I made this episode about this and even why the morbid image is sitting up there is because of this thing I've noticed from a lot of contracts that people are making to speak to guys who create material. And the thing I hate is how outside of wanting to encourage and educate you on how the process is made, they're more concerned in having a, a grip on everything that you are. 
it's like a, a neo version of um, controlling territory. It's one thing to colonize the physical land, but it's a completely another thing to colonize that which is the idea that actually makes it out there. Now, I know by using the word colonize, you think I'm trying to make it look like it's enmity. It's not the case. I simply feel the way the American music industry, which I've always said is the allegory for that, which is how global industries function in regards to people who create material. Why would a company want to get into the Kenyan market or get into the African market and in a process of mentorship claim that they want to have access to your online portfolios? I don't get that. And why would they want to put that out into the public? Get people who hope to make something of themselves. Have them feel as if they're in a catch-22 every time they're trying to be a part of this global industry because yes, the internet makes us a global village, but why is it in some corners of this village because you want to have access, you have to have this ID which is, this guy gives me his stamp of approval and then they want to step on that which I put out and they feel that the advantage they have is the fact that they are in the West and I'm not. It was frustrating when I heard this from the young uh, animators I forwarded some of these pictures to and I'm saddened by the fact that after all these years of people sending such uh, dubious uh, invitations to work in big industries, that they still haven't gotten to the understanding of why it shouldn't be a matter of you swindle me to do business with me. I don't get that. It's like how when I meet a, pe a person in business, when I was younger, I'd meet these people all the time. People who, yes, they have the infrastructure in place to make great things come to life, but because they don't have the skill set, they want to have their foot on your throat. And I know I've said that like four times already, but just bear with me because I think the analogy still, it still works in this case. They want to have such a foothold on who you are and everything you are. They think it's the 1930s. And I find it super sad because it's alleged actually that Walt Disney himself didn't really draw the character Mickey Mouse, he just took credit for it. It's an allegation. I don't know how true it is. In the same token, everything that Disney has created, you can't really touch it in regards to after the 70 plus years and the lifetime passes of, uh, of the project being created, you can't release your own take on that particular story because they will sue you from here to to high water and hell and high water and all this yet they will take stories from different uh, civilizations and different industries and replicate the existence of it to make themselves successful now i know i'm using them as an example right now but it's not they're not the company i'm actually speaking on at this point and i'd like to avoid speaking of the name of the company because hopefully when i finish my project and my partners are going into the, those pitch meetings i don't want this episode of the podcast to become that which they used to not want to trade with us internationally let's just say i'm just making sure that all protocols are observed for lack of a better way to put it i peep game and i understand where somebody's coming from especially if they feel like they're the gatekeeper to that which be, which could be a potential greatness but here's the part where i feel in their case they fall short because for me over here having youtube kind of saves me the trouble of having to put myself out there because because i have a google address i have a youtube channel 
by default. I have a YouTube, I have, I have a Google blog in Blogger. I could market and do an entire industry package in, in the comfort of my own country and see the whole world and even show the whole world what I'm capable of. But I also not put myself out there unless I have the capacity to do it. So because capacity is the main concern I have, I'm not going to break my back to try to put myself in that position. And I think the sooner these big animation industries come to terms with that, the better, because there are many stories that haven't been told in, in Africa and haven't have yet to be released to the world. And it's probably the ironically hilarious fact of the African narrative and the African story was taken away. But this narrative that was taken away is now being sought to make the West have narratives to tell. Africa is the, yet again, the final frontier. And it's the African wit and the African story and the African narrative and the African imagination that is where the wealth lies. We have understandings of stories we were told in our mother tongue, stories we were told in our ancestry. And we are yet to get to a potential position where we could actually tell the stories perfectly. But one of the first releases that actually made, a, a, I think, personally to me, a great impact is the first ever Netflix series known as Queen Sonu. And Queen Sonu was a series, the first season is out. For those of you who haven't watched it, I think I'd, I'd, I'd implore you to go watch it. And even if you're not going to really watch it, I'd say put on your Netflix, play it in the background. I, I want that show to have as many numbers as possible because it was beautifully written and it was well acted out. And I love that my city was also in, represented in the story and my country was also represented in the story and one of our big stars was represented in the story. I feel the writer of that story conducted one of the best possible ways of telling the African narrative that could touch the entire globe in our current state of affairs. Now, that being one of the first ventures in, I'd like to talk to that person and see how he navigated the contracts and the understandings that they had to make that venture come to life. Because in regards to the animators who they're hoping to work with, that company is kind of falling short and it's a concern I truly have. And I'll tell you this, the animation companies of the States that have, have wanted to have a foothold in Africa, it ranges from as far as Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Netflix, and all these companies. They're, they constantly keep coming in and asking for material they could actually put out into the globe because it's now a global company and all that. And I'm sure even Disney Plus is going to make that venture again because also Disney did a call out for animators. And the glitz and glamour of working for a European company or working for an American company, I think the, the shine of that thing faded a long time ago because it became very clear that the idea is to get people to not be partnering with them but to get a foothold on them. And for me, I always come back to my first course when it came to business understanding, which is films that talked about gangsters and rapper, rappers making songs about how they made business transactions. It's why we constantly talk about Jay-Z and Rockefeller Records, because they talked to us about how when they only had one act, they were able to get themselves in a position of partnership with a major label for distribution purposes. 
in many cases when it comes to animations i personally think of my part of the products I'm, i'm in partnership creating and the products i personally want to create i think of them as my different properties and my different assets which i'd like a partner who would be the distribution network now i'm in no rush to get to that level because i still have to prove the capacity to actually hammer these things out the perfect way and it's important that i make that very clear to everybody who listens and wants to get into this whole game of creating material a lot of guys will show you shiny things and these shiny things will probably make you deviate from reading the fine print and end up complaining thereafter it's why i keep telling guys whenever i mention certain albums and certain songs that i truly enjoy it's because they give me small gems that you have to really consider and i know for a person who creates material in the comfort of their own home in this back room where your mom and pop think you're being lazy because they haven't seen you go find a real job because they say animation and art is not a real job i know the frustration that comes with that but i would implore you to think of it this way people will always pass disparaging messages about things they don't understand and the venture capitalist angle of being a person who's in this final frontier called intellectual property it's gonna hurt to get people to see things your way but it's also because they hurt you so much it makes it easy for you to run into the hands of companies that are going to try claim that they're going to put you in a better position and push you out of the circumstances you currently sit in and it's why i encourage many people who create ideas from scratch to try fund the things on their own if only to just at least own some piece of what you're going to put out into the world in some cases you'll have to share the ownership of many things you create but don't make it become something that somebody could control the entire existence of everything you put out into the world we've heard enough stories of americans who actually messed up other americans in business and We've heard stories of how certain songs were written by certain people and then the companies that actually took those songs and made successes from them didn't pay the families or the real estate or the or the sorry the estate of of the guys who helped create the idea to have props because sometimes it could be as easy as put my name on the property and I'll be able to earn a living from it. An artist's true wealth comes from being given the props that he has earned from work he's created. so you can go make other things come to life if you deny me that you've crippled me and if you come from the jump telling me how you want to have full control of that which i create and you want to have control of things i've created prior to me even meeting you it's disingenuous and because it's disingenuous i can't trust you making me not trust you doesn't help your argument and it's a concern i have because you can't keep on telling a person you want to help them become the best versions of themselves yet in the same token you want to destroy them i want to believe these different companies that are coming to town to want to do business with us are coming from a true place but i'm yet to see it because even the small things i'm hearing because that's why i don't really try wrap my head around the conversation because i feel in every case that i've i've, I've seen or come across they're not being honest they're not being true and that needs to change and until that changes we're going to keep our cards close to our chest but we're going to try build ourselves from right here and then eventually you come find us i know that probably didn't clarify as much as you hope to but i really do hope that fellow creator 
ideas are not taken advantage of and i do hope that it doesn't make you feel discouraged to make things happen for yourselves keep sticking your neck out there and making your material come to life but don't be afraid to hear some people out because in some cases what reads on fine printers are very discouraging piece of paper could probably be the best thing for you i always look at contracts in a funny way because i always feel as if inside the statement there's so many other things that are being said underlying that could be at a disadvantage but to each his own and every person's journey is different so say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all Thank you for supporting yet another episode of this podcast. Entertainment's going to be going down later today. I know I'm putting two episodes out in one day, but this is how life is supposed to be. They were both in a position of perfect fruition in my head and I'm sure I'm going to revisit these topics again, but until then, take the time to learn yourself and if you're going to be in Westlands Nairobi tonight, Alchemist Bar Old School Special, I'll be your hype man for the night with DJ Case, DJ Andy, Lisbon and Cash, and I will also be at Lava Latte on Saturday the 7th. With the boom bap click we're having an honorary day for dr dre it's going to be dre day all day on saturday come through come enjoy yourself with some good old music and we'll give you a journey through dj tony tone the middle east and dj dan we're going to have fun with ourselves until next time oh no <laughs>